We are in Yavamas Samach Aleph Amabez, starting a new Mishnah, a very interesting topic, uh, a famous topic, one of the very interesting topics in Yavamos, about the mitzvah of procreation, to have children. Uh, once again, our learning should act as a merit for the speedy and complete recovery for Avichaim ben Chava. Just a brief introduction to this mitzvah of Pru Urivu, um, and the Gemara and the Mishnah will get into get into great detail about this mitzvah. This is one of the, this is uh, a mitzvah which was given as pruravu in the very beginning of creation uh, to procreate. Uh, and then it was repeated as an obligation for the Jewish people at Harsinai. And so this was, this mitzvah was itself was repeated uh, specifically for the Jewish people on Mount Sinai. And the Gemara tells us that it's a very important and foundational uh, mitzvah. First of all, there is in a different tractate, in Masechah Shabbos, in the tractate discussing uh, Shabbos, it mentions there that there are six questions that we will be asked um, after we pass away, after 120 years. Six questions that God asks of us. First of all, were we honest in business and in our dealings with others? That was number one. Number two, did we set aside time to study Torah? Did we set aside time to study Torah? Did we essentially uh, be involved with Dafa Shavua, for example, uh, with studying a, a Talmud, a, a page of Talmud a week? Um, number three, the third out of the six questions is, were you Osik in prayer of Arivia? It says specifically, did you try? Did you try to fulfill the mitzvah of having children? Um, it says specifically to try because ultimately it is not up to us. It is up to God whether we get married and even if we are married, whether or not we have children. Um, so it says, Oseg, did we try? Did we attempt to have children? Uh, did we desire redemption is another question that we were asked. Did we have a desire for redemption? And others as well, Chachma and Bina, wisdom, forms of wisdom, but Pruravu is one of the six questions. Procreation is one of the six questions that we are asked. Uh, were we involved in um, after we pass away? And uh, we confront HaKadosh Baruch Hu Hashem. And he asks us these six questions. Additionally, the Talmud tells us that uh, intentionally refraining from having children is equivalent. Uh, it's like uh, murder uh, because you are not uh, allowing more children uh, and more people to exist in this world. So they, they deal with it very, very seriously, and they take it very seriously, and it's foundational um, to our uh, to our Torah. So that is a brief introduction, and now let's discuss the Mishnah itself. The Mishnah says, Lo yivatl adam el im banim. A person uh, should not uh, remove themselves from fulfilling pruvu, from procreation, um, unless they have children. They first have to have uh, children. It, it phrases it in a very interesting way. In fact, the Shulchan Aruch uh, also phrases it in a similar way, where it doesn't just say one fulfills the mitzvah by having children. That's not how it phrases it. It says that uh, you are no longer, you are only exempt once you have children. And commentators have pointed out that the reason for this is because uh, potentially, even if there's a, a minimal requirement, we'll see. That's the next line of the Mishnah, how many children you have to have, but uh, the more, uh, perhaps, there's a, even a fulfillment, it might not be an obligation, but it's a fulfillment of a, perhaps of a Torah commandment, certainly of a rabbinic 
um, it, it's a fulfillment of a rabbinic commandment, not that it's an obligation, but it fulfills uh, a rabbinic um, obligation. And so therefore it doesn't phrase it in the way that you're, you're not, now you fulfill the mitzvah and you're done. No, the more children that you have, so then it's a greater fulfillment of this mitzvah of procreation, of pru revu. Okay, so now how many children do you have to have? So Beishamai, Omer Beishamai says, Shnei Zacharim. You have to have two, uh, two boys. You have to have two boys. Uh, the Gemara, the, the mission does not explain where Beishamai is coming from, but we will see that in the Gemara in next week's recording. Beishel Omerim Zacharim Nekeva. Beishel says, you have to have a boy and a girl. Shenamar Zacharim Nekeva Bur'am. And here the mission does quote a source, not by, not by Beishamai, but according to Beishel, why do you have to have a boy and a girl? Because God created Adam and Chava. God, when He created the world, He created a man and uh, a woman. And so, so too, here you we try to emulate God. And so, we, in order to fulfill this obligation, one person has to have a boy and a girl. We are emulating God by having uh, children. There is a big discussion uh, whether or not Beishamai, when he says two boys, is that... Uh, Saying that is that is that being lenient to say that either it's a boy and a girl or two boys or is he specifically two boys? Rashi here on our page says it's specifically two boys as opposed to a boy and a girl. As well for Beis Hillel, there's also a discussion when he says this: is it specifically a boy uh, and a girl or is it also two boys? Um, there are different opinions with regards to this, but the way we follow the halacha, the, the way we follow according to the law is that you have, we follow the position of Beis Hillel, and a person has to have, in order to fulfill this mitzvah, a boy and a girl. Uh, and we will see, what exactly does it mean to fulfill the mitzvah? Is it the attempt? Is it, in the end of the day, having a boy and a girl? Um, that These will be discussions that we will have as we go through these Gemaras, because in the end of the day, as we pointed out, uh, it is not up to us. It is up to God whether or not we will have children. Um, so perhaps the mitzvah is only on the attempt to have children, not necessarily on the actualization of having children. These are all big uh, discussions. Okay, let's go on in the Gemara. The Gemara says, we'll begin the Gemara, and we'll continue the discussion in next week's recording. The Gemara says, the mission itself says that once a person has children, once they fulfill the mitzvah of pruvu, of procreation, they now are allowed to exempt themselves from having, uh, for from attempting to fulfill pru uravu from having children. Um, however, points out the Gemara, batal miyisha lo batal, that the Mishnah does not say that one is exempt from being married, that even if they fulfilled the mitzvah of pru uravu of having children, they still have to be married. They might not have an obligation to uh, have more children, but they do have; an, they still have to be married. Uh, they still have to stay married. This fits with the opinion of Shmuel. What does Shmuel say? The Amar he said, "Even if a person has children, certainly one of the uh, main aspects, a, a, a focus of, of marriage, is to have children. But it's not the only focus. Even if a person." fulfill the mitzvah of having children, they should still be married. And if you hear in the background of one of my children, so then that uh, is very appropriate for uh, this recording. But I also apologize about that if that is uh, confusing. 
the reason why a person should be married, even if they already had children, is based on the verse, based on the verse that's found at the beginning of the Torah, by Adam and Chava, Lo Adam Levado. It is not good uh, for man to be alone. We don't, it's not good for a person to be alone. They should ideally be married. They should attempt uh, to, to get married. It doesn't always work out, unfortunately for everybody, but it is a goal. It is a goal to, uh, to get married, even if uh, they already had children. Ikeda Amri, there is a different position uh, that says, there's a different version that says as follows. Same conclusion, but a different version. It says that when the Mishnah says that once they have children, they are exempt from the mitzvah of procreation, it means that they're also exempt from marriage. So what does that mean? Does not again go against the principle of Shmuel, who says that there's a separate value of just being married in and of itself. Singer says, well, this is how you have to read the original statement. If a person doesn't have children, so then they have an obligation to marry somebody who has the potential to have children. If you do not have children, if you have not yet fulfilled the mitzvah of pruravu, of procreation, so then you should marry somebody who, has the, who would have the ability to have children. However, if they already have children, they already fulfill the mitzvah of procreation, so then so then they, they have... They're allowed to marry somebody who does, who does not have the ability to have children because they already fulfilled the mitzvah of Puruvu. They already fulfilled the mitzvah of procreation. But in the end of the day, according to both versions, there is uh, an, an idea that a person should be married um, even if they already fulfilled the mitzvah of procreation. That there's a value in and of itself to experience a life uh, with another and to be married. And then the Gemara concludes, it's a vague language here, and there's different understandings, interpretations of this, but the Gemara concludes by saying, "Nafgamina limkor sefer Torah bishvil banim," and the practical application of this, the difference is whether or not a person has to sell a sefer Torah. How far would they have to go? Would they have to sell a sefer Torah? Selling a sefer Torah, a Torah scroll, is very serious. We hardly ever sell a Torah scroll unless there's a great reason to do so. They, it's discussed, for example, by with regards to freeing those who have been taken into captivity. Other examples as well. And so here too, it says with regards to, in the context of pruravu, of procreation, that a person, if it's necessary for them to uh, uh, to make a certain to have a certain amount of money in order for them to get married, so they're allowed to sell a safer Torah. Now, what exactly is that case referring to? Is, is a big discussion. Tosus explains that. Uh, one would only sell a Sefer Torah, a Torah scroll, if they did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of Puravu. If they are uh, looking to get married and they need, a, need to have uh, uh, more money, so then they would be allowed to sell a Sefer Torah, specifically if it's, they did not yet fulfill the mitzvah of Puravu, they didn't fulfill the mitzvah of having children. The Ritva, a different commentator, says that, no, even if they did uh, already fulfill the mitzvah, they already have, let's say, a boy and a girl, but they want to have more children. It's more of a fulfillment of the mitzvah, so then they could say, sell Sefer Torah, but not if it's just to, to be married uh, without having intentions of having more children. The Ramban, a third opinion, says that no, even if it's just to be married, just to be married itself, even if you don't have any intention, you already fulfill the mitzvah of procreation, you have no intention of having more children, uh, then you are also allowed to sell a Sefer Torah, Torah scroll, if necessary, in order for you to uh, get married, because it's a very... Um, important mitzvah to be married, according to the Ramban, even if uh, you do not have in mind to have more uh, children. So that is the end of this Gemara in terms of that part of the Gemara. 
but as we as we go on, we will discuss in next week's recording. Uh, it's a very interesting daf next week. More about uh, having children in the midst of procreation, as well as other some other very interesting topics.